face. Hey, Mike, how are you? I'm so much better, and I'm so glad to be here with you and that giant sign. What episode is this? <laughs> 35. 35. What were you doing when you were 35? Uh, I was working at a homeless shelter uh, feeding the poor. Every day, um, I would go there and put soup out. We'd work about 10 hours after I'd work an eight-hour day. Uh, it's called St. Francis of Assisi. And it's actually right across the street from the building that they use as the outside of uh, the office. It's the, the, the clock tower that says <gasps> pen supply on it. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a true story. It's right, it's right down there in Scranton, right at the edge going from Scranton into... So all that's true with the exception of me giving out food. I never went to St. Francis. Never. Oh, my never. gosh. <laughs> if I went, I'd probably eat the food. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the soup. Uh, no, what was I doing when I was 35? Uh, I was working at Lens Crafters as a general manager and an optician trying to uh, not murder people. <laughs> I hated corporate life so much. Um, I was just trying to figure it out, and I had no idea what was ahead of me. Yeah. Um, and by ahead of me, I mean this amazing podcast. Clearly. That you and I have built up into something really remarkable. Yes. And I think it's really finding its legs now. It yeah. really is. What were yeah. you doing when you were 35? <laughs> well, I was trying not to kill my now ex-husband. I was in the middle of a divorce. <laughs> Ah, so, so we both we both were avoiding murder penalties yes, at that time. Yes. See, but I mean, I will say, actually, the divorce was. Uh, Bill and I are. His name was is not was. He's still alive. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Bill, and we get along just fine. You know, we we got married too young, and right, right, much too young, and you you just change too much, and so. But no, we've been we're great. We're very Aww. very good. But yeah, that's yeah, good to good. hear. Yeah, good to hear. But it doesn't come over for like Thanksgiving dinner. No. Or... <laughs> Right. <laughs> no. no exchange of Christmas presents. <laughs> None of that. No. And I actually when for Sarah's 20th birthday, we were down there together. And, and you know, oh. Bill and I and Sarah, we all had we all hung out together for a couple of days. And it was actually very nice. It was oh, really that's nice. Good. We had a fun. So it was we do best when it's the three of us, Bill and I and, and uh Sarah. We oh, that's that's, that's when we're at our best. So for sure. But, Listen, so. have you added more things? Your your background looks like it's been mating since i really? was last there yeah it's exactly yeah. the same are you no sure change, i promise you it's exactly yeah. the same it looks like rabbits have been multiplying all over no no well yeah. when i get to tennessee which is going to be in two and a half weeks nice uh you're, it's there's going to be more i'm not telling my husband that but there's going to be more things well that sounds like my a background to me. <laughs> well Listen, speaking of background, last week we brought some of our background players, or rather you brought some of our background players in to have a show without me, and I was blown away. Everybody yeah. did such a great job. I mean, I'm telling you, I realized just how handsome our background cast are, okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Tony and Tim and Lorenzo, I mean, yeah. very, very handsome people. I think we have a good knack of bringing these people on board. And then yeah. I started realizing, uh-oh, <laughs> they look really good. And I'm here drowning in this shadow, which makes me look like Bella Lugosi's like, dead trampy ghost or something. <laughs> I don't know. Fine. No, it's great. horrible. Look at this. This is horrible. But anyways, oh, I do want to thank this. 
Yeah, my, yeah, a little, little Superman curl thing. So, but I do want to. The videos were great, and of course, everybody sending in all their their get wells and feel betters, and uh, it yeah. was it was really sweet. It got me a little choked up. I watched it three times, and I really, really was uh, really touched by it. It, yeah. it. it was great, and so my journey will be coming to an end with this whole kidney stone thing on Friday, where we go in for stint removal mm. at eight thirty, and. Here's the big news alert. You don't get knocked out. They oh. go in and they take it out. Eesh. It'll be fine. You'll be sure. fine. For you. <laughs> it'll be fine. You got nothing to worry about. I got to lay there in front of the entire staff. Like some experiment. It'll probably be cold. You know what happens when it gets cold in the room. <laughs> Tell them to turn up the heat. <laughs> you know what? I think so. Yes. Anyway, oh, moving on, <laughs> moving on. Where are we this week? We had a tragic anniversary in history. What's we did. going on? We did. Uh, so uh, April 14th, uh, we all know the Titanic sunk and we thought what better place to do our show live is from um, Southampton, England. And uh, that's where we are right now. Uh, we wanted to kind of pay tribute to the ship, the mm -hmm. iceberg. Mm -hmm. And all the people that passed away on it. And here's a little a little connection. A lot of people don't know. Oh. At the graveyard, Laurel Hill Cemetery in Philadelphia, where Paulie and Adrian are buried, where they did the filming. Uh, it there is a bunch of survivors from the Titanic buried there, which is kind of a cool thing. Oh, that's very neat. Yeah, it's a huge, huge cemetery, and there's varying degrees of hills, and the, the stones are jutted. I mean, it, it really is picturesque and we got to see some of that in rocky balboa and in mm -hmm. the creeds but really when you go there it, it really is very impressive and so the people that survived the titanic some of excuse me some of them you know migrated to philadelphia and th because it was the biggest maritime disaster of all time they were buried there there because that cemetery was kind of a high-end rich place to go and they used to charge poor people to walk through the cemetery to see what it was like for rich people to be buried there it was weird and wow. there was there was a little uprising i don't know like 100 years ago or something and they did away with the, the charge and so then you just go in for free um it's weird but yeah you can that see is that is weird that i is know yeah i know well hey listen you know it's uh <laughs> that's the rich at work right yeah so i oh thought it was gosh. kind of kind of interesting kind of interesting that's funny all right new well, segment new segment yes now, this is something that's kind of interesting this is this why is don't you tell everybody what this new fun segment is well, first, I first is called where are they now and i've been bugging my daughter for my little graphic ready Boom. Boom. Look, what? look at that. Cute? That's amazing. That's done by my Miss Sarah. She did that for me. So, you know, um, Stacey, people often ask us, <laughs> what's the budget for this show? Zero or a little less than zero. <laughs> zero to advice. <laughs> Nothing or we offer advice. This is the budget for the show. And yeah. so... <laughs> Here we go. Yep. That's pretty awesome, though. That's yep. pretty awesome. She did that on Canva. So that was nice. Uh... Nice. So this week we have Mr. Joe Spinell. Here he is. There he is. Mr. Tony, Tony Gazzo. And I just have a few pictures. We all know these. The famous inhaler scene. I know it, right? Great scene. 
and look at him then i came across this my our video wizard came across that and made that up for me. I, we wanted to surprise you with that. I was like, you can just do more than Rocky impressions. I was like, that was really good. That was yeah. Really my guys, though, some say my guys, that was better than my Rocky. You'll notice my Rocky impression. I was doing an impression of Rocky right after he had Thanksgiving dinner where he was bloated and somewhat <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was right in the middle of covid actually when i did oh, that yeah me, so me. yeah yeah, yeah. So, i hope that was okay that we showed that i thought it was oh yeah, I love, yeah no i love that i <laughs> yeah. saw that and he liked it too he commented oh. on it and so you know that's always the best thing when you know when you could get a little tickle out of him you know to say oh okay and he, he laughs a little bit because that's why you do it you poke fun at yourself but right. in the you a little homage to all of that stuff and i love doing the gazo character i've done it a few times and i, I don't know it just it comes very very natural yeah, to me yeah. I, I i tell you it, i'm so glad you started doing this segment because i really really uh gazo is one of my favorite characters just oh. you can imagine if you ever sat down with gazo the stories he would oh have. yes no yeah. doubt yeah. And, yeah endless stories um where, where where is he now this is the name of the segment where, <laughs> where is he what's he doing i haven't seen him in movies in 30 years yeah he is with the angels ah. uh yes he did pass in 1989 and i just went on i'm going to just read a few things let me bring yeah. up this picture here while i read um so joe spinel born in 1936 died in january 89 he was an american actor numerous films in the 70s his 80s and this is what blew my mind about him was that he's done more than I ever realized. I know him from Rocky, but yeah. he played supporting roles in, oh, I don't know, this thing called The Godfather. Right. And the, <laughs> the Godfather Part 2, Rocky 1 and 2, Taxi Driver, Sorcerer, Cruising, among others. Another one called Maniac. Somebody mentioned Maniac. I'm going to have to watch that because they were like, if you saw him in Maniac, you there's like a whole new dimension to Joe's Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. He's the youngest of six children uh, of Italian immigrant parents, and his poor father died of liver and kidney disease. It, disease, and his mother, Philomena, she was an actress. So I'm thinking that's 
probably where he got his <laughs> acting bug. Yeah. 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 And uh, she was actually played alongside him in some of her, in, uh, excuse me, played alongside Joe in some of his films. Oh, uh, let's see. Spinell was often cast as criminals because of his, you know, his big stature. Um, he played a corrupt police officer as a young teenager, uh, starred in various stage plays, both on and off Broadway. So and this was kind of funny. He married an adult film star named Jean Jennings in February of 77. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Had a little fun with that. And, uh, he was Sage's godfather, which I thought was very cool. A very oh, personal yeah. connection oh, yeah. to Sly. He was in over 50 movies, several of which were Stallones, one of them being Nighthawks. He was in 10 TV productions. Um, and then this, I was like, okay, no small uh, compliment here. So Francis Ford Coppola liked him so much that he would have Spinell sit on the set, even on days he wasn't recording, to bounce things off him, his ideas, his opinions. And he was still paid as a daily actor on those days even if he wasn't acting because Francis Ford Coppola liked you that much. That's yep. a big deal. Yep. I was like, wow. Um, and then my last little thing about him, which is actually sad. His death was rather gruesome. He, what people may not realize he was a hemophiliac, which is a bleeding disorder. And the poor man fell in the shower. Is this correct? Mm -hmm. And a that piece is. of the glass, like gashed yep. his head. The poor soul, he bled to death. I was yes, like, yes, he did. Oh my gosh, that made me sad. So that's our Joe Spinell. And Joe Spinell, also, if uh, <clears throat> excuse me, if you guys are interested, go on YouTube and look up a video. Uh, Steven Spielberg and Joe Spinell—they were very good friends too. Uh, this was back in the Jaws days. Um, I think I think when they were Oscar nominations going around, Spinell was in Spielberg's office, and they—it's uh, just a great scene just seeing these two guys hang out together. Um, you know, there was a lot going on. Uh, I uh, I had known what I'm going to share with you guys. I had known this for some time. And uh, before we were doing the show, I wanted to get the, the correct uh, verbiage down. I didn't want to mm -hmm. miss anything. So mm -hmm. if, do we have a couple of seconds? I want to read something from the novelization, Rocky Three. Oh, absolutely. A lot of people, um, Stace, a lot of people are wondering why, whatever happened to Gazzo? Why, mm -hmm. why did he stop being hanging around in Rocky Two? Well, they talk about him in the novelization, which um, was uh, written by Robert Hoban, but it was based on the screenplay of Rocky three and then in Rocky four as well. Mm -hmm. So in Rocky three, when Rocky is fighting, it's in the locker room before Thunderlips. Let me just read a little bit of uh, how it opens up. Um, OK. All the words of encouragement and advice were accompanied by a smile or a quick pat on the shoulder. Rocky was gratified by their presence and returned their greetings warmly. Some of them he hadn't seen in years. Mike, the cleanup man, filed by with a little more gray in his bristly flat top styled hair. Spider Rice. Originally, Spider Rico was called Spider Rice. Okay. Spider Rice shuffled past, shy and hesitant. Joe Zach was beginning to look more and more like a bartender. He was now Joe Zach for a lot of people that don't know that in Rocky three, we see on, on, um, uh, radio city musical okay. during the eye of the tiger, Rocky yeah. versus Joe Zach. Joe Zach was Sasha Zach's Sly's first wife's father. That's, oh, where, neat. The name, that's where the name came from. <laughs> um, rather than the hungry club fighter he had been, 
even the big Dipper stopped by to muss Rocky's hair and wish him luck. Now, you remember Dipper didn't like Rocky in the original mm -hmm. Rocky. Mm -hmm. uh, change, Rocky mused. Constant change. When Rocky was getting his first shot at Apollo Creed, the big Dipper had hated his guts. He had tried to sabotage one of Rocky's press conferences. Now that old animosity was dead and buried. Enemies and allies were constantly shifting focus. Get out of here, you bums. My father, my, my fighter can't get no air, Mickey yelled. Get him out of here, Polly. Mickey looked around when he got no response. Where the hell is Polly? I don't know, Rocky answered. Yeah, where is he? Tony Gazzo asked. Polly. The heck with him, Mickey said. Finished taping Rocky's fist. He turned and arm spread, started ushering everybody out. Enough is enough, he announced. We need time alone. Reluctantly, everyone filed out amidst a cacophony of encouragement. Tony Gazzo was the last one out. He took one final cursory look around the room, then exited. Mickey slammed the door behind him. Maybe we should have saved tea. <laughs> Wally, where are you? See, for me, I love these novels because mm -hmm. this was the original intent, that the, the original long form of the script. And as we know, scripts get truncated down yep. because filming is too long or whatever reason, not budget, mm -hmm. whatever. And there's so many nuggets <clears throat> that mm -hmm. was in Sly's head. Mm -hmm. And when Sly was asked one time why he didn't, why he didn't write the novels himself. He, he said, you know, he was very busy. He didn't think they were going to be that big of a deal, but looking back on it, he now wishes he had written the, right. the novels because he, it would have, he would have taken it to another level. And also a lot of people don't know, kind of the end between Sly and 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 uh, 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 Joe Spinell. Yeah. And, Ro and Rocky, he was gone after Rocky 2. We never see him in Rocky 3 in the <clears> movies. <throat> and in Rocky 4, again, in the novelization, Rocky, it's it would have been roughly the time in the movie where he's driving the Lamborghini to no easy way out. One of the flashes in his mind um, what would have been a throwback to uh, Gazzo's body being found in the car with a bullet hole in it mm. and Buddy the driver being found with two bullet holes in it because everyone hated Buddy so much <laughs> anyways uh, Sly had said this um, fairly recently about Joe Spinell I love Joe Spinell and considered him a dear friend and would do anything for him we, we had met when I had one or two lines in Farewell My Lovely he was truly one of a kind but he had some very deep personal problems on the set of Nighthawks. You guys remember Nighthawks? Mm -hmm. He played uh, the, the lieutenant and became distant. It was around that time his mother also passed away, who he lived for, and Joe was never the same. So oh. uh, there was just a, 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 a moving on. I don't even want to use the phrase falling apart, but there was a moving on yeah. of sorts. And drifting, and course, maybe. And yeah. drifting, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which anyone who's ever had a job, you you know people who were once you were close to, you just drift away, not necessarily out of bad vibes, just mm -hmm. life happens. Yeah. So so that's kind of a little backstory. Oh, one more thing. Um, Joe Spinell uh, was not the original Gazzo. There was another actor chosen. And this is one of the questions I like to ask uh, Sly about because I don't know who the actor was. But mm -hmm. the actor walked off the set. He quit. He goes, this is going to be the worst movie ever. <laughs> so in the middle of production, they got a hustle. And Sly got Spinell to come down. I, I don't know if it was on a train or he drove down or whatever. But he gave him the script over the phone. Spinell bangs it out and boom, he's Gazzo. And what a great addition he was. I mean, oh my God. you know.
Can you imagine deciding to leave and then it becomes that? Oh and Sp- Spinell was such a, a dedicated craftsman to, to his to his, actor to his craft. Uh, when he did that, I, I know you know this, and a lot of fans watching know this. But when Gazzo takes a puff of that inhaler, inhaler, yes, he, he was actually he had asthma. Joe yes. Spinell has asthma, and he was embarrassed by that, and he wanted to do the scene over. And of course, the director said, "No, no, this is perfect. This is real life. This is real. Yeah, this is real." So you have the mob guy the collector the loan shark but mm-hmm. now he's got weak lungs yeah. that's just life and boy that's just perfect and that's just one of the many reasons why rocky is the most perfect film ever made ever yeah wow that's ever, cool ever. i knew you'd have more nuggets than what wiki I, told me <laughs> yeah i usually i do i i, I usually have a, a bunch stored away somewhere like a squirrel like <laughs> And at the end, we have, as you know, our, our Tim Wister. He made us a very nice Joe Spinell um, yeah. compilation. And we're going to be playing that at the end. So that is by Tim. It, it is so well done. It's three and a half minutes. And it's all little snapshots of Joe from from his parts in Rocky. So that's that was cool. Tim, thank you in advance. Yes, yes. Um, now, we don't have a guest this week. And, we don't. And it well, was- who the hell is down there yelling and screaming? <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> Boy. Oh, that's just, somebody, that's just somebody trying to get back in. I forget about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Rob Kerr had this great idea and he said, hey, why don't you guys do a Q&A? Because it, it's true. We get personal questions every now and again. Yeah. People do ask. And so that's why I was like, you know what? Our guest that we had planned needed to postpone a week. So why don't we do the Q&A and we'll get through that. So I just wanted to start going through those questions sure yeah, all right and reminder um from india who hey reminder with the, I adore reminder the killer mustache my, he has. yeah my fellow yeah. stone he's got he had the stones too stone man brother yeah oh <laughs> that was awesome mm, that was great um and the question is what other cast members uh to the show from the rocky universe um I'm sorry, I'm not reading this right. His question is, what new addition or change do you want to bring to the future? Other cast members to the show from Rocky Universe. I guess I don't quite understand his question. So I, maybe I'm wondering if he's asking interviews because we brought, you know, Derek Wayne Johnson. Right. Okay. Who's in the Rocky Universe. We had John Rivoli, who is in the Rocky Universe. I understand. We had that, Robert yeah. Bruzio, who mm-hmm. I, I, now I'm assuming this is yeah. what yeah he, he means okay yeah yeah um so we do have a list we mentioned al benza and we mentioned geraldine hughes right um, and al um, bandero we had al bandero al <laughs> exactly al is chopping the russian down I mean, <laughs> exactly. how did i forget al Jeez. yeah we have a list but uh you know reaching out i have to figure out how to reach out to some of these folks because they don't they don't respond on instagram so yeah no, i got they, they don't i'm doing yeah. my own end of things trying to get them in here actually stacy and i have been working this is something uh interesting we uh the uh, rocky files has just purchased one of our biggest tax write-off thank god a ouija board <laughs> we're gonna actually try <laughs> to contact <laughs> Burgess Meredith. Yeah. We're gonna summon Burgess Meredith here. And 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 the more I think about that, I think we're gonna have something really good planned for that. Stacy, remind me. I'm not I'm not teasing. This is something serious. I have a great idea for a skit that's gonna work well for that. So remind me of the mix. Okay. 
Oh my right. gosh. <sighs> it's the Mickey skit and my friend from Kentucky. Just remind me of that. Mickey and, skit and the yes. thing from Kentucky. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'll so, write it down. So that's a little a little teaser. A little teaser. But I mean, as you can see in the background, we have Clubber Lang. We have Apollo Creed right back there. You see that there's uh -huh. Clubber. So they're they're always with us. They're just <laughs> they're a little flat when it comes to conversation. They just they're not into talking. Rocky beat it out of them. It's just <laughs> Uh, Carol, our Carol from Mississippi. Hello, hey, Carol. Carol. Uh, did Sarah get her great singing voice and talent? Oh, from her mom, Stacy. Carol, you're so sweet. I, uh, my first, I will be honest, my first uh, endeavors were music school, mm. and I love singing. And I played piano briefly, and I had a very bad failed attempt at guitar. And she took all that and did it a hundred times better than I ever did. But yes, my first aspiration was singing. Um, but she is far more talented than I am. So I, I, I know that that's, I, I believe that's where it started, yeah. but, um, and now she's in, in a music school in Nashville and that is becoming her life now. So I'm, I'm super proud of her. She's doing a great job down there. Which is where I'm going in two and a half weeks. Oh, I can't wait. Finally. <laughs> finally. Oh, my God. Finally. Selling the house has finally paid off. Um, Mike, would you consider doing a video of your tour and selling it? That's, that is a Carol question. That's a really good question. And somebody else um, that I worked with on another podcast tried to get me to do that. And, and I did give it serious thought because I thought it was a val, a, a valid question. I really did. Mm. Um, it didn't go the way I had hoped. So I had to immediately say no to it, mm. but, um, I said no then to it for other reasons. Why I would not do it now mm -hmm. is because I would be afraid that less people would take the right. tour. Right, and I agree. Mm -hmm. So my tours are three hundred and fifty dollars. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I can't charge three hundred fifty dollars for a video. Right, right. <laughs> so that I pro I I will do little bits and pieces here mm -hmm. and there, but mm -hmm. I I think I think I would be hurting myself if I did that. But yeah. that is a very valid question. You know, and I think the whole point is seeing it in person. Yeah, you know what is. I'm saying, and yeah. and seeing the steps and the statue and all the sights, and I just. You know, we've seen all those places in video. I just, I don't know. I, I, I understand completely why you would just, yeah, uh, right, right, you know, right. put out the teasers. Sure, to get people sure, to come. of course, right, of right, course. Right. But of Carol, if she wanted one, I will send her a video. You can't sell it, Carol, <laughs> but I'll send you a three-hour video if you want to sit there and watch it. Got some popcorn and coffee. I'll happily do that for you. <laughs> Carol's so sweet. She did. She Let me tell you, I was so proud of her. She's shy. You know, she's like Kate from the UK. She's shy. Yeah, but yeah. she sent in her video for you. I guess she did it so many times. I'm like, the one you said was perfect. So I just want to say that I was oh, just so happy. Awesome. She's she the best in that little get well for you. Brock, uh, one of our past guests in any of the Rocky movies, are there scenes you would change if you could? Wow. Change if you could. I'm going to do the girly answer to this. Sure, one. Okay. Sure. So I always, so it was actually when I took a screenwriting, I've taken a few little screenwriting courses. And so one of the assignments was in, in your favorite movies, what, what scene would you change? So the proposal scene, uh, when he says, you know, would you mind marrying me very much? And then she's like, what? 
and he says, would you mind marrying me? You know, he lifts her, her earmuff. Would you mind? I would have kept that going and made it like playful and had her go, what again until he was going would you mind mary <laughs> have him say that's it like funny. four and five times and yeah, have her yeah. like running backwards and make it that that's what i wrote and made it like a more fun see adrian more relaxed and playful you know what right, i'm saying that right. was my goal there so that's what i that's my answer yeah so i have a two-part first would be it wouldn't necessarily be to change things Okay. It would be to add in the deleted scenes. Oh, yes. All right. There's a mm -hmm. lot of deleted scenes. Not every single one. Like there's one in particular in Rocky 3. Do you guys remember when Rocky has got um, the satin black Italian stallion jacket yep. and he's pulling Mickey? He's got the yellow headband. Well, there was a scene where that was how he was dressed on his upper body. And he, when he's on the beach running with Apollo, he's got those little black shorts on. Yeah. Well, he had a pair of yellow shorts that he was jumping rope in and training in, 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 to the montage. There was a scene that Stallone wrote where and they filmed it where mm -hmm. Rocky runs up the steps dressed that way, oh. jumping around before the first Clubber Lang fight. But Stallone wisely chose to take it out because the steps represent mind, body, and spirit, right? Your, okay. your perfect connection. And mm -hmm. Rocky gets his clock cleaned <laughs> by Clever Lang in that first right. fight. So mm -hmm. he took it out. But I want to see that scene. Yeah, I want to see the high tube socks pulled up to the <laughs> knees, right? I want to see that it's set to the music. I have set pictures of Sly dressed that way uh, at the top of the steps, but I don't have the running, the video. Right. That is something I would like to see. The other thing I would like, I always wanted to see how Rocky acquired Adrian's, where it came from, the restaurant. And mm -hmm. uh, I won't go any further than that, but there is a concept that has been written by someone I care about greatly that is <laughs> phenomenal and it has made me very emotional and it's beautifully thank you no this is bob smith this guy lives <laughs> down the road did you think i was talking about you no no not at all <laughs> not at all so stacy has this amazing script uh and it but adrian in the restaurant how it all kind of came together and i just think that idea it could have been a flashback in rocky balboa that's how he could have filmed maybe new scenes with talia mm -hmm. shire to some mm -hmm. degree yeah. you know uh, if they had done a set with the, the restaurant dusty and beat up and you know and then how they work at it to take put it together and all that and i, I really think fans would love something like that and yeah. um you know at least if if there's no the only place i can read it is in the script that's over here on the shelf but at least <laughs> i have that so yeah. there you go Thank you. That was very You're nice. Welcome. You're going to make me cry. That was so nice. Um, uh, I love that script. Thank you. Well, and that was actually one of Brian's. So I will mention it. Brian said, Stacey, Adrian's script. Are we getting a book or a fan fiction? I don't know what I'm doing with it right now, but I will say this, that because of this podcast, I've been able to do some more networking and I do have people out there providing me, willing to read it, providing me feedback. And I just, you know, if if it allows me to make a connection in some way that I could make at least a fan film out of it, that would sure. be, that would be epic. But it is the, the, the script is about her diagnosis and how she dies and how, um, you know, Rocky and Robert and Polly move on and how the Adrian restaurant came to be and how they had, they came together for that. So that's my concept and yeah. just doing 
<laughs> a lot of praying and visualizing right? and love action and all that stuff. So, we'll oh, yes. Um, and let's see, Karina, we already know the answer to this. Uh, do you think Sly is doing a Rocky prequel? He is. He's working on that, writing that, and is. working um, on trying to get that in production to stream somewhere, I think, in several yeah. episodes. He'd really like to have that happen. Yep. He really would. Rocco, Mike, what made you decide to write your book? Uh, desperate, a little bit of desperation, a, a little bit of not, I was unemployed for two years. Mm -hmm. Um, it was in 2008 when the, uh, economy crashed oh, right. and I wasn't as close to Sly as I am now back then, but I had several meetings with him and I had been on the set of Balboa. And the problem was, uh, I desperately wanted Sly to know a portion of my story. I didn't expect him to know everything. That, that, that would be an impossible thing to ask. But I wanted him to know something, right. how deeply he influenced me. And, and I know he knows how he's influenced a lot of people with his career in Rocky. So long story short, that's why I wrote the book, got it to him. And um, yeah, <laughs> he's well aware of way more than I ever thought he would know about my life yeah. way more than ever so that that was really i never cared if it was on the bestsellers list i never cared if i sold one copy i just had to get one copy printed so mm -hmm. i could get it to him yeah. and i was able to do that yeah and you know what i'm going to cut in a picture right here because ah. <laughs> there is a picture um oh look at that there he is he's holding the he <laughs> with that big smile look at those sunglasses and that black and white check shirt look yes. at that Boy, that's a great picture. Thanks, Stace. No problem. <laughs> anyway, I'll cut that in. Because whenever I saw that, I was like, what a moment that yeah. is for you. That's a big deal. That oh, is so cool. Oh, I cried. I bet. Kidding? I'll bet. I cried. Yep, I'll I bet. I absolutely cried. It was, it, was, uh, it, was, it was big. Uh, Brian asks you, Mike, when is the best time of year to take your Philly tour? November, December. November, December. Okay. Yep. Try to pick it on a on a cloudy day when it's in the 40s. Best time of the year to take it. Best. Too hot. Don't stay away in July and August. Oh, okay. you blow your brains out. Too hot. <laughs> Too hot. Yes. Plus, I don't want to do them in July and August. I do do tours year round. But yeah, but oh, you're sweating bullets. I'm sure. Oh, That's, yeah. uh, Joe Oropesa, one of our past guests. Do you think Sly is going to recut Rocky Five? I know a lot of people want that. Have you heard him actually say that? I have. Okay. I, All right. I have. Yeah. All right. He he actually said he would like to recut Rocky Five. That was okay. something he told me on uh, on an Instagram post. He specifically wrote. I posted something, and he wrote underneath it. He'd like to, depending on how Rocky Four director's cut was, you know, received mm -hmm. by fans, mm -hmm. and it was received pretty well, surprisingly well, because you know we hold on to that, like you know that that's a it's a big deal. You grow up with Rocky since 1985, Rocky right. Four, and all of a sudden there's a different spin to it. That's mm -hmm. a lot for Rocky Four fans to swallow, and I understand the yeah. the nervousness about that. But he he would definitely like to recut Rocky Five, no doubt about it. Yeah, because other than that, you can't recut Rocky One. There's no film left to it. There's right. nothing to add, right? And plus, it's perfect. It's perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Rocky Two, there is film left over to it, but Rocky Two is pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. Rocky Three, and this is for Danny Watley. Um, I don't think Rocky Three needs to be recut. I just, I just don't think it does. I, I think I it's really great as I love it, it is. Yeah. However, my only caveat to that is I would like to see added scenes that were deleted, just because I want to see them. 
doesn't Correct. necessarily have to be in it. He already did Rocky four. That leaves Rocky five. And he just did Rocky Balboa the way he wanted to do Rocky Balboa. Now, right. if he had more money, he probably would like to do it a little, a little more to it, mm-hmm. but I'm mm-hmm. quite happy with Rocky Balboa. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I would love to see that. I would like to see, I would like to see some of the deleted scenes or, or, um, yeah. uh outtakes with sage it'd be fun to see him at that age you know Definitely. what i'm saying see more of him oh I would love my that. god yeah he did so good i i remember going into rocky five like crossing my fingers for him because of all that pressure and he did really good i was like good for you he knocked those scenes out of the park he was a good little actor i've always so. believed you're you're totally right i've always believed this sage stallone was not the reason rocky five did poorly amongst yeah. some fans that yeah. he was not the reason he yeah, was the, my favorite part he Those was great scenes were my favorite part of the whole right, movie right. right he he was great he was great yep. what yep. about tommy you tell you with him too huh i love that scene <laughs> he's on the corner i love yep. that scene i love yep. that anyway no, definitely definitely natural and in the genes there um brian safard a past guest who we love uh yo mike <laughs> other than rocky do you have another character that really speaks to you so you know the obvious is to always go with adrian because you know we talk about it a lot we talk about it on the podcast sly has always talked about it the adrian factor where and and, and I, i'm gonna go a little broader than just i'm gonna remove the female aspect for it mm-hmm. the adrian factor is that other partner in your life mm-hmm. That other partner that lifts you up when you are down, that person that is there, that loyalty, that 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 all consuming loyalty to you and what you're about. That is the Adrian factor to push you past your own fears when <laughs> I'll get choked up now just talking about it because geez, <laughs> I, I, well, there they go. Look, they're tearing up. Look at that. Um, that is something you have to consider in 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 your life. So. So that Adrian factor, obviously, I like to to talk with Talia Shire, but um, it's the Adrian factor. But then, then you gotta, then you, then you gotta branch out and you say, what would Gazzo, Gazzo would have? Imagine Gazzo as a dinner guest. Oh, so epic! <laughs> Gazzo and Paulie on other sides of the table. I mean, talk yeah. about a great night, right? Yes, I, so, so fun. There you go. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's true. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see, Stacy. Uh, oh, this is from Brian too. Stacy, what is your Rocky moment in life, and where you had to dig deep? So, uh, Brian, this is is funny. I uh, I actually had a concept for for a series. Um, I have ten very specific Rocky. What would Rocky do moments? But I have one serious one, and one funny one. So this will take me several minutes. But the the serious one comes from nursing. Um, you know, when you have somebody with disabilities, uh, they tend to fall through the cracks. And a lot of times as that person with disabilities becomes older, the family sort of falls away. And there was, and I have to remain vague here, but there was a woman with disabilities who was nonverbal, essentially bedridden. And I, I came in on a case after she had lost like 30, 40 pounds. And we were now having an end of life discussion. And what I realized when I was reviewing the chart and everything that was being handled over the past few months is these doctors kept passing her around. She she was suffering from a, a repeated bowel obstruction. And she was coming into the ER over and over and over again. Now, if she was a, a speaking individual with all her mental capacity, she would have gone to surgery after the second or third ER visit. 
four and five ER visits later, she's under a hundred pounds and losing weight. And she's underrepresented. Her family's not involved. She's nonverbal. She doesn't, you know, she has the understanding of a two or three-year-old. And here we are in healthcare and we're letting her slip through the cracks. So I go into full on. So I'm at a conference table reviewing this. And I said to the a board of doctors, so now I'm like in Rocky Balboa courtroom mode. And I was like, we are having an end of life discussion right now because you all let her slip through the cracks. All we have left now is end of life because if she went to surgery three ER visits ago, and this gets me so upset, I don't want to cry, but she would, we wouldn't be having end of life. You passed her around for months. Wow. And now all we, we have left is to keep her comfortable. And I said, you had the opportunity, and this flew out of my mouth. Wow. I'm like, you had the opportunity to leave on the table what was right. Yeah. And you didn't do it. And you didn't do it. And I said, her life matters regardless of her you know, contributions, regardless of her cognitive abilities, she has been suffering for four and five months. Mm. And needless to say, so I actually are the company I worked for, we were taken off the case. So I, I honestly, if I could find out, there might be a way I could find out whatever happened to her, but she got so thin that she was now not even safe for surgery. So okay. I, I think she was put on end of life measures. I, I think the poor thing may have passed. But I, I literally, the courtroom came into my mind and yeah. I said, you know, you had the opportunity to do what was right. And I'm like, and then I left and I was, I just thought of that courtroom. I'm like, oh my God, I went totally rocky in that moment. So that, that was one of my favorite life experiences in, in terms of, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to shame people, but it's like, yeah. you need to wake up as, as healthcare professionals. It is our job to treat everybody the same, regardless of their color, their race, their religion, their cognitive ability. Right. Uh, you know, uh, are you treating your obese patients differently than you're treating your skinny patients? Yeah, I've yeah. seen it. I've been a nurse for 30 years. I've seen a lot of things. This to me was the most horrible to me, it was neglect. I, I was so upset. It goes so, against that Hippocratic oath. Yes. Really. Do no harm. And, yeah. and neglect is harm. And this woman suffered and, and it was horrible. And then my funny story is from middle school. This is eighth grade now. Uh, gym class. We're in the volleyball section, right? So it goes to, so all the tall kids get in line every other, right? So then the teacher goes down the line, one, two, one, two, one, two. And so then you split into teams, right? So then I get a, um, I get a red penny and then the side gets the blue penny. And so we kind of laugh. Now this is a year after Drago in Rocky four with Drago. All the tall kids are on one side. All the short kids are on the other side. Well, I'm on the tall side. And I'm in red. Why I'm in the tall side, I have no idea. I just happened to be that way. And someone says, oh, look, it's like Rocky and Drago. This is like Russia against the USA. So I'm in eighth grade, 14 years old. I go to the side of the gym and I, I fold my arms like this. And I'm like, I am not <laughs> playing volleyball right. for Russia. Right. Not happening. And like the gym teacher, she's like, Stace, I'm like, I'm not doing it. Like in 86, this was the most important thing you ever had. Well, there was this girl on the blue side. She lets out an F-bomb and says, oh, for F's sake, just take it. And so I go on the Rocky side. We lose, of course, because we're all short. And um, 
she gets a detention for letting out an F-bomb. Oh, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, great. Now I'm dead. Now this girl's going to kill right. me because I made the scene, right? <laughs> so at the end of the day, I have my what would Rocky do moment. I'm like, here's this girl who helps me out. She gets in trouble for the F-bomb. So I go into the detention room. And who's proctoring detention that day is, of course, the gym teacher who I upset earlier. And I said, Mrs. Camel, I said, you know, that whole incident happened because of me. And and I held up class and I said, you know, if you would let Kristen go, I'll 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 finish her detention for her, you know, and yeah. and she looks at me and then she smiles. She goes, you know what? I'm a Rocky fan, too. And she let us both go. She How was like, get that? out of here. And How so we both that? went. And so I was like, thank God, because this girl would have killed me the next day. Isn't that crazy? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that's my little story from eighth grade. That's awesome. <laughs> Still a kid. Favorite Rocky moment and why? My honest answer nowadays, it used to be uh, black and white. It used to be round 14. Right. Um, and still is. It basically uh -huh. still is. Mm -hmm. But I find now the older I get, the more my my moments change. Mm -hmm. I, I now gravitate towards certain things, especially like in Rocky Balboa, the speech with his son mm -hmm. for all for very obvious reasons. Um, so the speech with Adrian the night before when he just wants to go the distance. Mm. You know, th these again are my the why basically is because of my high level of insecurities that mm. for the most part I hide pretty well. But you know, you do um sometimes need a bridge uh to get out of that or a ladder to climb out of that insecure hole, and and that's what these moments from the Rocky movies do i mean my god <laughs> rocky can't fight apollo and rocky too because adrian is, isn't on the team when she says win and you know mm -hmm. mickey goes take this i mean you know <laughs> the, the bells start and i mean boom yeah I mean, that's the jolt you need just to see that over and yeah. over and over again mm -hmm. but it, i mean if there was a gun to my head i could only choose one it would probably be round 14 yeah i mean that's such an epic moment and i think what what is so cool is everybody's willing him up i think it was rivoli who said that yeah in his yeah. and it was such a cool comment because you know adrian's there with her eyes closed willing her to get up and yeah, Mickey's yeah, yeah. there and you know what i'm saying and it, it was like it was almost like a team effort just to get him yeah. through that um you see, yeah. and, the, and the thing again this goes back to the adrian factor the thing about round 14 it's like, you know, we, we all know Rocky's a love story and a lot of people still call it a sports story, which it's so annoying when they do, they do that. <laughs> but here's the thing. People one time a guy said to me, he goes, um, well, you don't go to the ice skating scene when you want to get fired up for a workout. And I go, no, you have a point. I said, but here's the larger point. The larger point is the workout or round 14 doesn't work without adrian at the back of the theater the love yeah. you've already seen the man struggle the drama mm -hmm. the love story you've yeah. seen that it's the boxing works because the love story is mm -hmm. in place cemented first mm -hmm. that's why mm -hmm. round 14 works and then right away in the tenth of a second you can apply all of the backstory to the moment around 14 what mm -hmm. you and then you adapt it to your current situation in life yeah and that's why that works so well it always comes back to to yeah. the love and adrian factor yeah yeah and my favorite scene is always the beach scene simply because she sure. is pushing him she already knows the answer yeah. she knows he's afraid but she's got to get him to say it you know what i'm saying and this is where husbands and wives and couples they after all that history and all the time she knows yeah. that he's afraid but she's got to get him right. to say it so he can 
face it and 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 just share it with someone and i just we have everything but the truth what's yeah. the truth you know what i'm saying and she really pushes him and that's where you see to me her first real breakout of strength and he even says when'd you get so tough you know yeah. i forever love that because they are in their own little bubble where they oh God, yeah. nobody understands each other the way they understand each other and she pushes him to face something he doesn't want to say and yeah. it made all the difference and i just love 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 her in that scene um let's see did you how did you feel about cemetery scenes this is from glenn how did you feel about cemetery scenes i felt it was getting depressing well it is that's true to my mind yes it is depressing but i think i mean adrian not having adrian is like a car with no gas and and i think they were just in those scenes i, I feel they were just highlighting that you know half of him is sort of gone you know and and yeah. uh he's there visiting his his uh partner like you said that that the one who brings you the support who's there mm. for you no matter what and now you, your only visit is at the cemetery i think i don't know i think it had to be part of it it had to it absolutely had to and i didn't see it as depressing um it's sad mm -hmm. but i definitely never took it as depressing mm -hmm. um as a matter of fact that's sue's favorite parts of balboa is when mm -hmm. he's in that chair at the at the the headstone uh, because that's probably what she would do if i were to go or yeah. if she were to kill me uh <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah. but you really drove me nuts <laughs> the toilet seat up um but, but it is it really to to me i felt sly was so smart in doing that because he's addressing what so many people will more than likely unfortunately have to deal with and mm -hmm. that is loss and grief yeah. and and uh as a matter of fact a friend of mine's doing a a grief podcast for a school project and uh, uh yeah it's very interesting and so anyways this grief thing um you know we're all gonna have to deal with that on on some more than likely and so, you know, it's 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 interesting. It's like, you know, what would Rocky do? How did he handle it? I know it's just a movie. It's just a story. But there's really great storytelling there. And if there's just some type of a bond, like, you know, you can you're going to go through it. Rocky went through it. It just I don't yeah. know. There's just a way to rational for maybe it's just me. Maybe it's the way I it helps me rationalize things. But yeah, um, I, I thought it was a needed scene. I thought mm -hmm. it was a beautifully done scene. But then yeah. again, it was all done to manipulate us mm -hmm. because in the original first three drafts of, of Rocky Balboa, Adrian was very much alive and complaining and arguing with Rocky. No, don't mm -hmm. fight. Mm -hmm. And wh where's the weight? Where's the gravity? There, there's mm -hmm. no dilemma. There's no mm -hmm. dilemma for Rocky. Yeah. I mean, she's just annoying. We, we'd be like, oh, Adrian, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it, they'd be having the same fight. She's been wanting yeah. him to stop, you know, uh, fighting for a very long time, which I, you know, it's, it's weird. You know, yeah. as yeah, a yeah. fan, you want to see him be you know victorious right, in the fight right. but as a wife you're like okay he's gonna be brain dead <laughs> well, there is that <laughs> so uh rob kerr asks uh stacy when you uh first seen balboa were you mad adrian had died and did you enjoy it well yes of course i was very sad um i remember after all those years i was like you're gonna do and hearing that adrian wasn't gonna be in it and that she passed i remember half going going you think you're going to do a Rocky without Adrian? This ought to be good. Like I was going like as a half challenge to Stallone. And of course, 
he pulls it out anyway and it's like this epic movie it's still just as beautiful and just Amazing. as meaningful and intense and emotional and yeah. uh, what i've said to several people is adrian's role was her absence it's like she was still there but yeah. her her the vacancy of her was her role and so in that way i don't know if that sounds silly but that was was her piece of that and yeah. um, and how he contends with that and like i said for my own script i i had the whole concept of her death growing in 06 when i i had right. it half in my mind i had it half visualized before i even left the theater i was like i can do this i can do yep. this i know i can do this so um robert kerr um mike <laughs> this is gonna be good mike how big is your notebook of shows and life ideas so so it's it's interesting because i'm assuming when he says shows he means the podcast uh no i think he means i think he means like if you mike were to create and rob i'm sorry if i'm wrong on this i, I took it as you know all your life ideas and oh all, my you know writing what I'm saying? And, your writing and uh, all your yeah. life experiences he wants to know how big is the notebook full of show ideas and and things like that yeah it's it's getting it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger um yeah there's there's two really fun scripts that you know I've, i think i talked about it before uh, uh, uh rudolph the red-nosed reindeer who can't handle the stress and he becomes an alcoholic and it's kind of like a bad santa meets rudolph yes. so i i love that one and then uh i wrote another one uh and didn't write it i mean i wrote parts of it about uh six gay pallbearers for the mafia and I thought that would be an interesting point of view. Yes. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> you haven't How, told me about that one. I, I know because I, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. So there's that, and uh, there's, a, there's a couple of small ones. I took real life uh, family things and then tweaked it a little bit. Um, I, I thought there were just some, some uh, great, uh, I think, germs of an idea that I could just you know expand on and, yes. and go into fiction so th there's a lot of little things that 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 i'd like to do but the problem is it's the the, the motivation it's it, to sit and to write it because i put so yep. much creativity into my tours so like i used to paint a lot mm -hmm. I, i'm nowhere near the rivoli level but <laughs> i used to paint a lot right. and that but that's before years before the tours so that's where my artistic creativity went but now uh it's i I don't have time for the painting and the so where does it's all this creativity this right. podcast takes up a little bit of my creativity so the writing it's it's difficult I, i'm not and and i'm also re i'm transferring everything over from the cue the rocky music uh script into what uh the the what's it the final draft yeah 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 final yeah, yeah, yeah. Final so I, i'm rewriting everything so it's a lot wow. and, and there's some fun ideas and um, I just during this podcast, I just got hit with this uh, psychic Mickey Ouija board thing that is going to be awesome. OK, I, I'm awesome. going to be bugging you about those. Details that's going to be fun. Sure. You and I yeah. are going to write this. You're going to love it. Yeah. We quick, short little things. And it might even be a returning gag every other week. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. All right. This is going to be interesting. So we're winding down. We have about three more questions left okay. uh, to one for me. What is the background for launching Rocky Files off the ground? And uh, so just quickly. <laughs> Mike was on a prior podcast to this one and uh, they had an agreement and uh, they had creative differences. So uh, Mike decided to, after I realized that, you know, they were not working, I'm like stumbling over this, but I 
you know, called Mike and said, Hey, uh, why don't we stick with your original idea? And right. he really wanted to stick with a Rocky faithful podcast. And sometimes, and we hear it. Oh, do you guys ever talk about it, uh, anything other than Rocky? Sometimes we talk Rambo, but it is, a, it's a Rocky podcast. It's in our title. So, um, and so I approached Mike and said, Hey, why don't we just continue with your original plan and we'll, we'll keep it to Rocky. And so that's how that came about. That's it. Uh, Mike, do you have any suggestions for me to get a picture of him signed? Oh yeah. So this, so Rick says he tried to get an authentic signature from Stallone and he sent the picture in and then it came back not signed. So he was curious how in the world can he get something signed by Sly? Uh, here's my best advice on that. I would go on Instagram. If you if you don't follow him already, uh, I would follow him. His name, uh, for you, I would follow him. Uh, his name is Agent Nikki. Uh, mm -hmm. Nikki Cadero, I think he is. I'm not quite sure of his last name. But he's he helps Sly run the Sly Stallone shop. And yeah. Nikki also has his own um, uh, authentic signings. I, I Authentic signings or authentic signatures. I, I apologize. I, I can never keep the name straight in my mind. But if you look agent Nikki up he'll have a link on his instagram you yeah. can send him you, you know you gotta you know correspond with him but you can send him i don't know what the pricing is um it you, babe whatever he's asking you know that's and uh he'll get it to slide he'll get it signed okay. absolutely he will that's that's part of what nick does and that that would be the guaranteed way you'd get it done so right. uh hope that helps buddy yeah. And I can send you his, um, I can send you his Instagram address. I have that. There you go. Uh, so speaking of off topic, so EMK asks, what's your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Um, if we were to mix up the topic, uh, so I, <laughs> I like kindergarten cop and I know everybody's going to laugh at me because everybody thinks of, you know, all of his action films. Well, I loved him with Danny DeVito in kindergarten cop. I thought that was a riot. And that's my answer to the Schwarzenegger question. <laughs> so this is a very, very difficult question. I'm a big Arnold fan, you know, predator terminator. Those are yes. always going to, you know, jump out to the front. So I, of course I love those movies, but I'm going to, I'm going to move away from all of the, stereotypical ones i have two i have one and that's my number one and then number 1.5 okay my number one is jingle all the way oh i don't know if you remember that but arnold has to buy turbo man for his son <laughs> it's a doll and it's the it's it's based off the cabbage patch craze oh back okay in the 80s, okay okay so i don't know if i thought it's christmas eve it's he hasn't gotten the doll it's sold out and him and sinbad remember sinbad the actor comedian, yes i do yes they yes. go through minneapolis and they try to they try to go to all the stores and it's a buddy they're anti it's an anti-buddy film they're okay. trying to outdo each other and um phil hartman plays the neighbor hitting on arnold's wife who is tom hank's wife um okay. rita wilson is it or not? yes yes yeah, yeah, i know yeah. who yeah i know who you mean mm -hmm. and the son is played by jake lloyd who we all know is anakin skywalker yep. in in uh the the very first uh star wars movie star wars, yeah. So, yeah 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 uh so anyways um that's my favorite one jingle all the way and the, my second favorite one is commando mm -hmm. because commando is so atrociously <laughs> horrible in based in reality arnold is great in it yeah. of course he's great 
it's just so irresponsibly bad. And <laughs> I love it. I love Commando. Love Commando. So that's my answers. Oh gosh, that's funny. Um, okay, let's see. All right, so Tim, so this we we both sort of adjusted this because we can't possibly answer it with only two. But yeah. Tim Tim says, if you could sit down to dinner with any two characters from the Rocky franchise, alive or not, at Adrian's restaurant, who does your dinner guests consist of, and why those two? Who would you say, Stacey? So, I mean, obviously, it, it, for me, obviously, it would be Rocky and Adrian. But I, I can't, oh, I can't keep it to only two. So I'm adjusting your question, Tim, to a party of four. And I would do Rocky, Adrian, Polly, and Mickey because those are his, that's his history. That's his oldest in all of the series. And I love Apollo. And obviously, Apollo would be the party of five. But um, if I were to. I would say those four because those are his earliest support. And to listen to them talk about their history, especially right. with a prequel coming, uh, yeah. that would be, that's who I would pick. I would go uh, almost uh, along the same lines. Um, I wouldn't include Adrian, not because of any other reason other than I have, and I have a two-part answer. So I would I would go Rocky, Paulie, Mickey, and Gazzo mm -hmm. because I just think, hearing how it all got started the side <laughs> stories because remember yes. the rocky series we we are only given a window into moments of rocky's life of mickey and gazzo's there's just a moment that's mm -hmm. all those their moments put together yeah. so you're talking 45 years plus the uh, you know when they were 15 16 years old i would love to hear what that those stories could possibly be. Oh so my God. That would be my thing. Now, the yes. reason I don't in include Adrian is because I don't have a, any guy friends, not really that I go and <laughs> hang out with. And I, it's been decades since I've had a guy's night where you could be right. blue with your humor, dark and whatever. You could be sophomoric. Right. I, with a woman around, you'd have to be a little more pulled back. So <laughs> at least Adrian, Adrian's not exactly right. an right. arm wrestling tattoo boozer. Okay. <laughs> right. She's not my other, if I could go someone connected to the Rocky universe, the one person I really want to sit down with, not the two people I would want to sit down with would be Talia Shire and Sasha uh, Stallone, oh, Sly's yeah. first wife. Mm. Uh, this is not a salacious thing. I don't want any negativity. My questions for Sasha would be, what was it like in that apartment as yeah. the wife's a Supporting Sly and pushing him and yeah. all that. What is your recollections of all that swirling around yeah. that year? Swirling around the the writing, the filming, and and then and then the release of Rocky. Yeah. And um, I I would want to know those those details of yeah. You know because there's like I know in my story I have my point of view and Sue has her point of view. Yeah. And and more times than not her point of view might be a little more accurate where mm -hmm. Mayan is a little more, not so much dramatic, but mm -hmm. I would express it in a way how I was feeling in that mm -hmm. time. So mm -hmm. I maybe I would say something a little slightly exaggerated to get the emotional context across where mm -hmm. she would say, you know, the dead on accuracy of it. Yeah. So that, right. that's why I would like to. And then, of course, Talia Shire, I would just love to just. Right. Have no all that input. She's the one person from the series I really wanted to meet that I, I hadn't. I haven't mm -hmm. gotten a chance to sit and, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, pick her brain. Right. Right. I, my understanding is she's pretty shy that 
it, like she's shy in real life, I guess. I, yep, I don't, that's what is. I've heard. Um, so yeah. I guess she just, you know, keeps to herself. Um, and Sasha, yeah, I mean, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that isn't she the one, I mean, Sly came this close to just selling it. Yeah. And then she was like, don't you dare. You don't sell it till they allow you to play Rocky. Is that yeah. true? It, it there's a lot of versions that I've heard around it. Mm -hmm. Mostly, I I've mostly heard Sly say that he he just would never sell it. Mm -hmm. But he, he had always been on that. But I think he was always on that path because Sasha was behind him on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I do think what you're saying is correct. But I also I don't think Sly was gonna really sell it. He mm -hmm. may have he may have had a moment when they were offering him two hundred sixty thousand mm -hmm. dollars or two or whatever it was at the time, which would have been you know, like a, a million lot three. of money. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. a million three, a million right. four today. I, I'm sure they must have said, yeah. boy, that money could come in handy, but yeah, I just can't do it. If it's yeah. successful, you know, you, you can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I just, and I'm sure there were many conversations, but I'm sure oh my God, Sasha yeah. had her Adrian moment to support him and yeah. say, don't yeah. you dare do it. Because like right. he said, he goes, I can navigate being poor. We already do this. So exactly. Uh, what? Why? Why would we compromise? There's no point. So, well, I want to thank everyone for sending in our our all Definitely. those questions. That was a lot of fun, and it really made me think. Um, we ha I do have one fan shout out, Kate from the UK. <laughs> Sorry, uh, <laughs> she got back to Philadelphia. I just love seeing. I want to encourage everybody to go back and take a look at her post. She got to Philadelphia. The best pictures, and I don't have them ready. I should probably pop them in, but she's key. K-A-B-1818. Always nice to see you, Kate. And she was just her big smile. And you saw yeah. her. So she took the tour with you? Yeah, she came back for a second tour. We had a lot of fun. And we were just knocking around Philly for a few hours. And it, it, it was great. It was great. She brought her whole family, her, her son and daughter, her husband. It was great. Mm -hmm. Just, um, you know, catching up, sharing points of view. You know, she heard a lot of the stories already. So, But it was it was just great just sharing thoughts. Yeah. And uh, it's one thing I always worry about is what am I going to do on a second tour with someone? What am I yeah. going to? I already told them everything, and but there's never a shortage of conversations uh, with Kate because yeah. she's so well versed in the yeah. Rocky character, and and so she, I mean she can she can go back and forth with the best of them. Yeah, yeah, she's she's adorable, and we will get her one day. I you are not off my list, Kate. We are getting you on here at some point. Oh, I, I threatened her on the tour. I was going <laughs> to leave her oldest uh, uh, child on the corner in Kensington. <laughs> Until she agreed, I did. She, we will ask her. Oh yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna kick him out of the car right there. Say, hey, blame your mother. <laughs> the week we're gonna wrap up here. My plugs of the week are always Rick Rocco Bob thirty three. Uh, he is our t shirt man, hat man, uh, sign. Guru. Yeah, see my sign up here. Adrian Stacy's place behind us as the Rocky Files and Rocky Files t shirts you can get from Rocco Bob thirty three Rick Babcock. Nice. And then of course right after we close you're gonna see Tim's compilation for Joe Spinell. Tim Wister, thank you. He is working so hard on all the movie trailers. He's having so much fun. I can't and wait to gonna... see it. I haven't seen it yet. I can't wait yeah, to see it. Yeah, we're gonna you'll see it and we'll we're gonna play it as soon as we close here. Michael, what are your plugs? Uh you can find me at the Yo Philly Rocky Film Tour on Instagram. You can go to TikTok at T I C K T O K TikTok Rocky. Uh T I K Rocky was TikTok Rocky was already taken. So had to go the other way. I say that every week. I'm not an <laughs> idiot. Uh, so everybody says, so how you spell TikTok? <laughs> I want you suck it, okay? 
and uh, of course, I wrote a little book called Cue the Rocky Music. There is a documentary by the great Jim Toscano called The Pretender. Check it out, and you will just see how difficult it is to be a Rocky impersonator. <laughs> and that's it. The Rocky Files, we've got that. Tune in every week. We will be here, and we got some fun stuff coming up. Man, I cannot wait to tell you what I have in mind, Stacey. Oh, Diane. <laughs> you saw Genius at Work recorded on episode I know, 35. Live. Yep. You saw the light. I saw it. <laughs> awesome. Can't wait. All right, my friend. I'm going to go. And um, hey, listen, keep Keep, punching. Keep punching. Bye-bye. We only had 130, but I think he's good for the rest next week, Mr. Geisel. Should I rack these bobs kids? That's it for today. Tomorrow, collect from Del Rio. He's late three weeks and I don't like it. Tomorrow, three weeks. Del Rio? All right, I got it. Del Rio. How do you spell Del Rio? How'd you do last night? How'd you do? How come you didn't break this guy's thumb like I told you? How do you know I didn't break it? You don't think I hear things? Did I give you a job this morning, are you? Huh? So why did you break Hey, how do you spell Del Rio? It's up in a dictionary, right? Come on. Hey, I won't let that happen no more. I got the thumb. Sure, you're going out with tomorrow night. Oh, you know. Don't you think I hear things? A lot of canaries flying around the dock. Right, right, I'm calling you a bum. Right, but he's in a bad mood. He's probably. Oh, he's always in a bad mood. You know, I ought to count your blessings, but you're still healthy first. You know that? I don't like your blessings. I don't like your Z. Just fire. Come on, you're short. Relax, relax, relax. Well, he is. What are you driving me crazy, both of you? Come here. 50 bucks. You and your girl, Adrian, you have a nice time. Yeah? Thanks. Hey, how'd you know her name? You don't think I hear things? <laughs> yes. Listen, no. The reason I brought you is because I, I want to know if you got any money for training expenses, huh? I got a few dollars. A few bucks? Well, here. Put this in your book. What's this? 500 bucks. Don't worry about it. You know, you ain't never had any luck. I think this time Lady Luck may be in your corner. What do you think? Maybe. Maybe. Hey, thanks for the money, Tom, you know? It's okay, don't worry about thanks it. Thanks a lot. See you, right? Hey, hey, wait a minute. What? You're in training, huh? Come on. Hey, you're a freak. Now listen, uh, how much money do you make from the last fight? I mean, how much money did you clear? About 37 grand. I know, taxes kill you. What are you going to do with your money now? You want to put them on the street? Nah. Hey, Tony, I just got married in here. No, and I'm happy for you. How's about investing in condominiums? It's safe. Condominiums? Yeah, condominiums. I never use them. Right. So, Tony, how you doing? Oh, I don't know. How are you doing? I'm just working in this stuff. What are you doing, huh? Give it to me straight, right? Oh, you know, I'll sweep it. I'll make a few bucks here and there. Ain't no janitor, Rock. You don't need a job like this. Besides, you're Italian. Now, you come back and work for me, Rock. Yeah, well, what would I be doing? You mean, like, uh, you know, like collecting or something? Well, what else? Look, you come back, you work on the docks. You get some fresh air. It stinks in here. Yeah, you know, Tony, I appreciate the offer, but, uh, I can't do that stuff no more. 
just out for you. But look, I gotta go. Take it easy, you understand? Yeah. See you around. Remember that guy, Rock? Woo!